This is Brock and Salk. I don't read the internet, guys. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. Take the bull by the hands. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. And Brooke Ward, you are. And Brooke, you are. Now, here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Salk. All right, final hour of our week here on Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710seattlesports.com. That means open phone lines in 30 minutes. We'll talk Mariners if you want to take there on Russell Wilson. Certainly uh, it made uh, for a very interesting conversation with G. Scott over the last half hour. Confession of your own? Yes. Oh, always (laughs) happy to have people come on and confess things. We'll do that uh, coming up in 30 minutes at 930-866-979-3776. Before we get there, uh, we went through this exercise, what was it, last week? with the Seahawks, right? Trying to figure out who the top five players on the team were and then kind of who we wanted them to be. That's a hard hard drill, by the way. It was. Hurt Hurt my head. I know. Bad. So with that in mind, I thought maybe we would do the same thing here with the Mariners. Top five so far this year and then who you want those top five to be over the course of the next three and a half months. Who have been the top five players on this, what what are they, 33 and 34? 67 games in? The top five this year for me? They've been number one, George Kirby. He is second in all of baseball with 10 quality starts. He has been, yeah, he's he had, he had a game, just a total abnormality against Pittsburgh where he gave up, what, six mm-hmm. home runs or something ridiculous. But outside of that, the guy has been absolute nails. He's got a war of 1.5 as a pitcher. Number two on my top five is Luis Castillo. He's actually got a 1.7 wins above replacement. Both of those guys have set the tone. The mm. only reason that you are 500 is, or nearing 500 is your pitching. And those two have been at the top yeah. of it. So to me, those are curb. You could, I, I don't know, you could flip those one, two. But the I, team, it's funny. I have them two and three. I, I think Seawald has been so I unbelievably good. That, I have Seawald like, three. Those three guys, I mean, you, you're right. You could probably juggle the order, and the starters are more valuable. Yes. But I think Seawald has just been flat-out ridiculous this year. So, yeah, right, and, it's not, and his numbers, his... by the way, are not, like, unhittable. His whip, and he's been hit, but he's just been nails Whenever when it comes you need to him. saves. Anytime he's yep. done his job and yep. done it pretty darn well. And, and, and if he hadn't, you'd be in a real, real problem right now. Like, if those games had then gotten away from them in the ninth, dear God. Yep. So, yeah, I think we both have them in the top three. My other two were Logan I had fourth, a couple of hiccups, but generally great. And then either Kelnick or Castillo or uh, or uh, JP. Crawford. I feel like you could choose either one of those for the number five. Spot. Yeah, I went Jared and JP four or five. Okay, just just to add a little I, bit I of offense. I couldn't in good in good conscience put two offensive players in there. I just I didn't think it was it. fair. The, def- the the pitching has been so great. Yep. That I, I feel like I need to go with four pitchers before I even get to anybody offensively. Yep, I think that's totally fair. All right, and so so we're basically in agreement on on who the top five have been this year. Who do you want them to be? Who does it need to be? This is the harder question. Mm-hmm. Who does it need to be over the course of the next three and a half months in order for mm-hmm. this team to you know get to where they were supposed to be? I would assume we both have the same number one. How can it not be Julio? Yes. Julio has to be number one. I mean, Jeff Passan said it. This team goes as Julio goes. And the fact that he's not in our top five, six, maybe even seven, eight or nine in the first, uh, you know, half, almost the first half of this year is very telling. Yes. And and I don't know what to do with the when Jerry says he's 22 and he's on pace for a 30, 30, because those are the other like baseball. You can spin those numbers. Right. But it is just your your. Yeah, eye we've test. watched the games. It's just the inconsistency. It's the peaks and the valleys that just have to mellow out a little bit and be a player that the other team fears. 
Right? How many times has Scott said that through the years? What he wanted to build when they mm-hmm. tore the thing down. We've got to be a hard team to play against. And to do that, you've got to put some fear in your well, opponent. I, I think in order to, to say, you know, in order to justify, you do have to say, kid's been amazing defensively. He has yes. not let all of the struggles screw up his game. But you're not paying him to be a fast center fielder, right? Nope. I mean, you're paying him to be everything that Julio brings to the table. He's not been that. So, all right, we both agree. He's one. For me, Kelnick is two. And, again, wow. this is probably a little biased because if they can go one-two, this is not just for the next 90-some games. Hmm. It is for cornerstone pieces for the future. Just knowing that you can add those two to then my number three and number four, which are Kirby and Luis, they've got to continue to be absolute nails. This is a team that is going to be driven by pitching, pitching, pitching. And then number five for me is Kyle. I would love to see Cal do what Cal did last year, win healthy before the thumb injury, and that is just because I think his voice, his uh, of those, it's going to be his voice that can grow in the future. Daniel Kramer said that yesterday to to, to Bob and, and Dave, and I totally agree with him. If you're going to find a voice, mm. if you're going to find some added leadership, he needs more time, he needs more years, he needs more pelts on the wall himself. But I would That's a good love. Argument. Love yeah, to see him grow. I, in the I think that's half. a good argument. I went in a slightly different direction. I mean, I, Julio for me also was number one. Uh, Tim, Luis Castillo is your ace. If he is ridiculous every five games, I feel like this year he has been very, very good, but not quite as good as I want him to be. Right? I mean, like just a couple of those games, you're like, come on, man, like don't give up that extra home run. Find a way to get that one extra out. And and he's been great. Like I don't feel like I. Do you I think wanna... he has some Mike Hewitt in him? By the way. Yeah, I've thought that actually quite a bit. Have you? I've thought a lot about how similar he is to your dad. Yep, good. Yeah. What, good. what? Which part of it for you? Because you know I, I know what you it know is for I'm, me. But you know where I'm going at with that one. <laughs> We're playing the part three at Druids years ago. He's on the T block. He hits his his Nancy Lopez nine wood, and he just hits it too good. What can I do? I'm just too good. I hit it too good. Hit it over the green. I said, Dad, that's that's not too good. You, you hit it over the green. It's the wrong club. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, mean, I just hit this good? one. I just hit it too good. Do you think at times his stuff is just frankly too good? Too good. That the amount of movement, right? It's to command it like totally consistently, or it's so good that he knows he can nibble on those edges and they create yeah. that amount of movement. I think he and Mike and Matt Brash have a similar issue. They, uh, but I don't think it's called too good in baseball. I think it's just called command. <laughs> I mean, like Fair. they both have ridiculous Fine. stuff. And but I think your point is well taken. There are days where their stuff is so ridiculous that they can't command it. It just moves too much. Yes. And I I do think that there is something there. So I want him to be their second best player. Uh, Kirby, I'm right there with you. Number three. And this is where I get a little I don't know. I could go in a few different directions. But I mean, maybe it's just because we haven't yet seen it. But if Teo and Suarez become who they've been in the past and just start tearing the cover off the ball. Yeah, I think that would be more valuable than Kelnick, I got to tell you. And and just for right now, not necessarily long term. You're right. I mean, Kelnick continuing to have a great year has has long term implications that go well above, you know, what we've Is seen. Is Kelnick's so ceiling higher than Teo and and Suarez? Not this year. It just can't be this year. I don't think so. Just yeah. because of the swing and miss and just the experience just the age and, and all that. Like yep. he can be a good player and obviously he's been better than them, but ceiling no, man, I got to give it to the guy in, in Suarez who's been the top home run hitter in baseball over the last five years. I got to give it to Teo and everything that they brought him in here to do. I mean, okay. for right now, yeah, I think if, if for the long term, it's Kelnick. You're right. 
For the short term, I think I would go Suarez and then Teo. And then after that, the next guy on my list, oddly, was Andres Munoz. And maybe it's a little unfair, but just like if Munoz is coming in and being great and, and in meaningful spots, it means that they're doing the right things in general. So it's almost more an effect than a cause. Well, the first few uh, outings for him have been oh my God. Uh, pretty utterly phenomenal. He's just been ridiculous, hasn't yeah. he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Very, very positive coming off of an injury and taking care of that and you're always worried right you're Very always worried. fearful especially with with these guys that have that kind of horsepower but man and who's had looks... you know tommy john in the past and everything yep. else so he looks good yeah he sure did he looked uh pretty pretty special in his first few outings since coming back all right there you go uh let's see are you leaving what's going on when, how long how much longer are you here i know you got somewhere to go yeah, I'll stick through. Need to know. All right, Brock will be here for ten more minutes, fifteen yeah. more minutes. We'll get but phone lines plan, rocking at nine thirty. We got a fantastic ranked for you at nine forty-five, and that'll uh, that'll be it. Then we'll go home and uh, enjoy our weekend. It's Brock and Salk, Sales Sports on seven ten. Need to know. Fifteen minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. First. I don't know about you, but I needed the day off yesterday from the Mariners. I needed a, a day to recompose myself after what had happened the night before. And uh, now I'm excited. I'm excited to see them over the course of the next three games at home against the White Sox who come in town tonight. Certainly this is a Mariner team that can succeed. We know they've got good enough players. So does Jerry. We have the personnel to, to do the things that we've done over the last week or that we you know, forecast for this team to do over a long season and over 162 games that does tend to bear out. It's just bearing out in a, in, in a way that we would prefer it not. We'd like it to be more balanced instead of, you know, I guess condensed in small spaces. But, uh, you know, we've got a lot of season left and hopefully we can make that happen. You know, that's hard for people to hear, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I love that he his confidence, what he has to. It, you know, people get so upset with him and with management and, and some others, but he's got to have a, a conviction about what he believes in and stand by, and he's not going to bury players. He's not going to do it. He's not going to say Colton Wong's got one hit this entire month. Well, I mean, not, that, he hasn't really played much, but no, yes, fair. That, that helps. <laughs> yeah, it really helps. It helps that Caballero is basically doing right. everything that you brought Colton Wong in to do. Do you have the personnel? You know, a week ago, Babe Ruth, George Herman could have walked through the door and not really elevated everything. And I do understand the logic and some of that merit, which is, hey, man, Julio, Teo, Suarez, All he's saying is our Cal, guys, we, he's saying we believe the same in them. In we both cases. In them. We have enough talent. They just need to do it. We believe in them. But they need more. They do need some more. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's going to be incumbent. I mean, like, he, he has that also. He has. But it is going to be incumbent, Salk, over the next four weeks on that personnel group, mm-hmm. on that personnel group, to prove and show that they are worthy for this team to add. Because if they stay on this, and Julio's up and down and has a great week and a bad week, yeah, and a great week and a bad it wouldn't week, be worth and it. Teo it has a, a great week and a bad week, and a great week and a bad week, yep. and, they sit, and they're sitting there in four weeks around 500, they have told him that, I'm sorry, we thought you had the personnel over 162 games, but you've not given us enough. Last year, they gave them enough. Last year, it was an enormous winning streak that dug them out of a much, much bigger hole than they're in now. Right? They're not in as big a hole as they were last year. But this crew, it's incumbent upon them to show this management that they are who the management believes they That'll are. That'll start White Sox in town for three tonight. Brian Wu gets the ball against Michael Kopech. 
Here's the second thing you need well, to speaking know. Speaking of things that are hard to hear, let me reintroduce sure. Rob Manfred, who uh, spoke yesterday about the situation in Oakland. It's not just what he said. It was the way he said it and just the snark and the lack of any. It was David Stern-esque, right, for the, Seattle fans? The lack of any empathy at all for the people yep. of Oakland who have this god-awful owner who doesn't want to spend on a product, who's completely taken it down to the studs, doesn't want to be there, and wants to go somewhere else. And, you know, when asked about the nice boycott moment they had, first he said, oh, I didn't see it. I was out with the other owners eating. Gosh. And then uh, he went on to say this. I did. You know, I mean, it was great. Uh, It's great to see what is this year, you know, almost an average Major League Baseball crowd in the facility for one night. How do you not take that opportunity to just say, look, it was great to see that the people of Oakland care so much and I feel terrible for them. This isn't their fault. Why they have supported just... this team in so many ways, but unfortunately, their representatives in the various forms of government have yep. not done what they need to. How do you not take that opportunity and from a PR standpoint? To do any... Turn it, turn it on the government. This is so easy. Yes, don't turn it ever Nobody on the fan the and the customer. Yes. This should be the easiest PR move of all time. Yes. And instead, you crack on the fans? Yeah. And then when asked, hey, what do you say to those fans once they lose their team? I hope that they stay baseball fans, whatever team they decide to affiliate with. Um, but you're not acting like you hope they nope. stay baseball fans. You're acting like they're a punchline. I don't get it at all, man. I, I, I As, a, as somebody who has said a lot of yeah. dumb, snarky things in their life and gotten themselves in trouble for it, that's really dumb and snarky when you really don't need to be. And you had plenty of time. Most of your dumb and snarky is just re- reactionary, impulsive, and in the moment. Yes. When I have time to not be snarky, generally, I find a way to say sometimes the right thing. <laughs> Here's the third thing you need to know. What I see, DJ already has a quad today, Brock. So much for being uh, in contention. Maybe the uh, t- course shoot. is finally going to show its teeth. Because yesterday, not so much. A couple of 62s from Xander Shoffley and Ricky Fowler. You like seeing Ricky? Back at the top of the leaderboard. Do you have to ask that question? Do you like oh, you a redemption, like redemption story? Right. Do, you, do I like redemption stories? Yes. yes, I do. You do. You know it's not a redemption story, but just broke a couple hours ago? Because while well, you enjoyed the movie Air, and, and so did your family, did you see that Michael Jordan is selling his stake in uh, the NBA franchise there in Charlotte? No, he's done. Michael Jordan is officially selling the Charlotte Hornets per Woj over there at ESPN. Wow. MJ bought the team. For 180 million in 2010, and the franchise is now worth 1.77 billion. Jordan's made so much money. A B, unbelievable, just amazing. All right, that is everything you need to know. We do that quarter past every hour. By the way, Wyndham Clark has moved into a tie for first place. That's your guy, Brock. I know how much you like him. Yeah, same schools my uh, my girls went to. And then the little lefty Brian Harmon, uh, up to five under, tied fourth. That guy, he's like. Bro. What, five feet tall? At the Masters, it was comical. He's I'm so like, small. He is the most average, below average, but the average human being is your size. So I know. 5'9", like 180, 175. 5'10", five, five, but that's fine. 5'10", yeah. 168. You know, I think that's the average human, about your size. Yeah. That dude is... He's like 5'3". He's teeny. And, and like, and not athletic. <laughs> not athletic. No. But just pummels the ball. And he's one of only, like, four or five lefties you ever see on tour, but he is having all kinds of success. You know who else in the uh, top six right now? Huh. Andrew Putnam. 
What? Local guy. Andrew, shout out to the Putnam family. Always see his brother Joel, caddy over at Chambers Bay. So uh, nice to see him up there. Rory is up there as well. Um, You got a thought before you go. Who wins the the U.S. Open this weekend? I'd like to say Rory because his stuff is just brilliant, Mm -hmm. but I just don't. uh, You don't see it. He's he's just so inconsistent. Yeah. You know, he, he will, ju- and he doesn't putt well enough. And those greens, ultimately, we know on Sunday and how much they're going to continue to dry him out. And it's going to be who you got. So who, so who putts really well? Give me somebody that you, you study this stuff. Give me out of that crew right now because you've got to be within on day two. I think you've got to be within eight shots. Xander's my guy this week. I, I, I just he think well? uh, he does everything well. Okay. That's sort of Xander's thing. He doesn't do anything incredible, but he does everything well. So, yeah, I, 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 that was my pick before the tournament started. Stick I'm going to stick it. with it. Stick with he it. did shoot a 62 yesterday, so yep. I'll stick with Xander. Also, All right, buddy. Uh, Putnam's a Pepperdine guy, so that's kind of his Oh, I didn't know he was home. a Pepperdine guy. Yeah. Huh. I knew he was from here, but I didn't, didn't know he was a Pepperdine guy. Uh, Brock, happy, since I know you, uh, so I'm not going to say it. Happy Father's Day, Brock. Oh, we're not going to see it. Yeah, thank week. you. I mean, Happy I might have texted him on Sunday. Or, what do you mean? I'm you know I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say it. Dude, yes. shut up. What's that all about? What? I was going to tell mean? you. Happy Father's Day, too. Maybe I'll wait. Maybe you should. <laughs> God. Well, so, I mean, to be fair, Salk hates me as a father. So, yeah, yeah. No, I see, where you're, about? I, I see where you're coming from, Justin. That was a, do you wish that Happy was Father's Day to people that aren't your own father? Why not? I don't know. What's wrong with that? I guess you do. Yes. It's fine. Absolutely. Same Father's great Day. Father's what, Day. Are you going to get me a card? I will. Okay. I appreciate that. You got yes. any plans? Me? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, my family's like, what do you want to do for Father's Day? I was like, oh, I don't know. Watch golf? Yeah, just leave <laughs> right. me alone, basically. The same thing I normally do on Sunday? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, we got, Brock's got to go. I'll be right back. You know, we got to open up the phone lines. Oh, my God, 866-979-3776. Open phone lines. What do you want to talk about? Who's going to win oh, the golf tournament this weekend? You uh, for us? Who, are you rooting for Russell Wilson Ooh. this year with the Broncos or Ooh. against him? Uh, you know, what did you make of the Mariners and their approach change over the course of the last week? Is it for real? All of those things. Things are on the table, plus really whatever else you want to call about. 866-979-3776. Your calls next on Brock and Salk. This is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. All right, 866-979-3776. Open phone lines for the next 15 minutes. That's what we do every Friday at 930 on a formal Friday, a fellow Friday, whatever it is in your world, just to get us ready for the weekend and uh, kind of sum up the week with your thoughts. And, you know, we always hear from people, why are you talking about this and not that? I want to talk about what I want to talk about. All right. Well, here you go. Call the darn phone line, 866-979-3776. Adam called in first today from Spokane, and he gets the honor of leading off. Adam, good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning. I wanted to see uh, how many Mariners will represent, or what your thoughts Mm. are, who will represent Seattle this year. There were eight in 2001, and Brett Boone was in the home run derby, seeing if any other festivities you're seeing them represented. But what do you think? What do you what what would you like? Who do you believe deserves it? I would like Kelnick, but I think uh, you know, JP deserves it. I believe there's three spots for the shortstops. Um I was also thinking Paul Seawald and possibly George Kirby. Yeah, I, I mean, I think your pitchers are going to have the best shot at this. I, I appreciate the phone call, uh, Adam. Thank you. I I think that 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 Kirby's got a shot. I think Castillo's got a shot. I think Seawald 
probably doesn't, even though he should. I just don't think that they're going to take another. I mean, the team's just not been good enough to choose an extra Mariner from the from your pen, even though he absolutely has been deserving. Um, Kelnick is not going to make it as much as that would be nice. I mean, he's like 15th in the voting, yeah. and there's just too many big names, stars, et cetera. And I really do believe that the award, that, that, that the voting should go back a full year to last year's All-Star game. And he wasn't, you know, he did nothing last year. Julio's the one question, right? I mean, he's a huge star. He is one of the faces of baseball. And even though he's not been great, you know, as Jerry said, he's on pace for 30-30. Julio's the one where I think the fans could really help. If enough people vote for him, I mean, don't you want Julio to represent the mayor? I do, even if he hasn't deserved it this year. And and a good reminder, you can vote five times a day. There you go. Through the 22nd. And you you probably should. Julio is probably the best opportunity to see if you could get someone else in there. 866-979-3776. Rogers in T-Town. What's going on, Roger? Good morning. What's up, fellas? What's up? So, listen, man, this whole uh, Depota thing, his critical error is that he assumed that everyone was going to take, take a step forward. Okay, and I remember him coming on your show during the offseason and saying how much he liked the team. Well, as a GH, as a DH, you, uh, GM, rather, you cannot assume that. You have to assume SH happening, whether it be through regression or, or injury. And if there was ever a year for them to go for it, it was this year. And, 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 and don't get me going on the DH, okay? You know that, that shopping cart at the end of the aisle with a bunch of miscellaneous items in it? That's where Jerry went shopping for a DH. He's, he's digging through there. Hey, hey, we got a La Stella. What's a La Stella? I don't know, but look at the price of that thing. You know, and then, it, oh, oh, they got Pollock. Oh, I thought Pollock was a fish. No, it's not a fish, you big dummy. It's a DH. You know, they, 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 just, they just came up lame, okay? This is what they did for breaking the playoff drought, and, and they've won a world, they won a series, and they give us this kind of offseason. It's just, just terrible, man. I totally disagree with everything you just said, but the results are in your favor, <laughs> Roger. Everything you just said was wrong, but the results are absolutely right. So I don't know what to tell you. I don't think they wanted Tommy Listella to be their DH. I think what they wanted was a rotation of guys that were all hitting to be moved into that spot, and that didn't work. It's a different thing that didn't work from the thing you said didn't work, but clearly it didn't work. So what am I going to do? Defend it? Their DH hasn't worked. But it's not for the reasons that you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, man. Good to hear your voice, Roger. Always and forever. 866-979-3776. Yeah, whatever you guys want to call in about today. Let's go with Rob and Olympia. Hello, Rob. Hey, how you doing? Great. Hey, uh, I am just going off of that question you threw out. Uh, do you want Russell Wilson to do good or bad this year? And, you know, I can't help but to uh, just feel uh, time to put the past behind and be thankful for the years Russell gave us, um, championship years. And plus, Yes, he moved on, but look at the two drafts that we got because of it. So let me so ask honestly, you, hold on, but Rob, let me jump in. How will you yeah. feel? I want you to put yourself into this moment, February 10th or whatever it's going to be, 2024, and Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos are celebrating a Super Bowl. How will you feel? You know, 
um, if the Seahawks don't get there to win it, and and Russell gets there, I'm I'm going to be happy for him. I know I'm probably in the minority on on that answer, but you know so, what? So if it's Broncos um, Eagles in the Super Bowl, you're rooting for the Den- the Denver Broncos in that situation. You know, I, I'm probably going to want to see uh, Russ do good. He's got us a Super Bowl, and so why not? I mean, for I got to tell I, you, man. For all I know. I couldn't he may do it. get comeback player of the year next year. He could for that, for that part. I I couldn't do it. I appreciate the call, Robin. You're a better man than me, yeah. man. I, I I give you all the credit <laughs> in the world. I couldn't do it. I, I I've spent I can't a lot do of it. time thinking about it. during the whole time you're asking G when it got brought up during the break. I'm not with Rob in the I would root for him if it were to go that far. Not at all. But when I think in a thirty thousand foot view here, not being so close to the product and understanding some of the ins that. We've heard over the last year. I can't help you. That guy brought me a lot of joy as a sports. He did. He brought me as much joy as anybody. And I can't turn that off now and go, but I'm closing the door and compartmentalizing that part of my sports fandom for a person and a player. I can. Unless there was something that was egregious to... To a to such a personal degree, but I mean that he he tried to get Pete fired. I understand. I mean, like all the things that went on behind the scenes and all the ways in which it tore this team apart, and 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 in a lot of ways, you know, wasted a lot of their primes. Totally. But I I also I also juxtapose that next to like watching all my best friends grow up and my dad, who's been a, a lifelong fan. He got to celebrate a Super Bowl because of Russell. Yeah. Large part because of Russell. Absolutely. And I cannot just go. Okay, screw the guy. It's over. I can't. I don't have that gene. I do. Eight six six. I just do. I, I, I'm sorry. Eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. Let me go to Mike in Puyallup. What's going on, Mike? Hey, uh, first I want to talk about last week when everybody saw you were like kissing the Mariners' butt. Yes. What's up oh, with that? Man. Look, Depoto is a good get. You're a radio host. Are you looking to crap on the Mariners to Depoto? No, you're polite. You're a host. DePoto is a good get, and you don't alienate your good get. <laughs> I love when you, how you treat uh, DePoto and Pete Carroll. Okay. Second, if you're a Mariners fan, you love the Mariners. You might have a son or a daughter that acts up, but you still love them. The Mariners play hard, man. Let's not talk about what they ain't. Let's talk about what they is. I love the Mariners. We plan our days around the Mariners. I would go watch them. And finally, you know what? I love ranks. <laughs> I love the rank segment. Thank right? you. I love the more it gets picked. I love the way you do it. Don't change it up. He's right. I wouldn't though. dream of it, Mike. I wouldn't dream of changing so up ranked. You're who I'm talking to. Don't, don't, don't even change it, right? You guys can talk to llamas. You search llamas, and every llama thing gets on there. By the way, you're dead wrong about Mount Rainier the other day, though. Oh, Please, man. It's a mount. Black it's not right a mountain. You should be ashamed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we and, had him. And your argument, mount instead of mountain. Flimsy, bro. Flimsy. <laughs> anyway, I've already golfed four times this week, and I'm already done golfing for the day. You guys have a great day. Sheesh. Wow, Mike, Man. thank you for the phone Energy. call. There's a lot going on in that. Uh, there was a lot, a lot going, going on in that phone call. I, I don't even. I don't really want to react to any of it. It was like I'm still sort of overwhelmed yeah. by the wave of uh, information that's coming at me. It so, all right. Let me uh, let me let me go to somebody else. Eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. Tobias has been hanging on in Kelso. What's going on, Tobias? Hey, good morning, Mike. Um, yeah, um, I called in once before about you know the Seattle Seahawks. I felt missing the opportunity of wearing the throwbacks mm. when they played the NFC West. Our old 
old rivals. And uh, it would have been so nice watching them beat uh, Russell uh, Wilson. It was uh, with those uniforms on Monday Night Football last year to start the season. But uh, good, uh, watching Good Morning uh, Football and Peter Schreck and Kyle Brandt doing a thing on uh, the throwback uniforms and, you know, which ones, you know, they're looking forward to, blah, blah. They, uh, they were the Seahawks. Uh, Kyle, when, when all was said and done, uh, Peter Schreck said that uh, he felt that the Seahawks were the one team that should go back to the throwbacks on a permanent basis. No. And Kyle, you know, Kyle, Kyle uh, Brandt agreed with that. And uh, no. I'm an old school guy. I was 21 years old. I was when the 21 years old when the Mariners, I mean, when the Seahawks started. And, uh, you know, I just always loved those uniforms, you know. And They're just, great uniforms, kind of- Tobias. Appreciate the call. They are great, and I'm psyched to see them right. come out a couple of times this year. Full-time? I don't know, man. Those new uniforms are pretty sweet, man, and they've had a lot of success yeah, for- in what they've worn here for the last decade. For a guy who loves old-school uniforms, I'm shocked. I love the old-school Seahawks uniforms. I'm psyched to see them a few in, times in a year. In general, you said your favorite were the, the old Giants ones, right? The Giants' new uniforms are a joke. No, you liked the old Giants. Right, because their new uniforms are terrible. Just because the new ones are bad. Got it. Yeah, and they okay. changed the color scheme. for. They went from blue to red. Like, what, what Giants, for God's sakes. They're a team with history. Like, what are you doing? I don't even understand them. <laughs> don't get me started on that. 866-979-3776. Let me try Mike. Another Mike in Puyallup. What's up, Mike? Hey, how's it going? Great. Um, so you guys have been talking about all, uh, a lot this morning, the the Russell Wilson and the feelings that his fans that we're going to have. And, and when when I sit here and I think about that, right now I'm going through a divorce, and it's, and it's, it's not what I want. Um, I've got great memories. Those aren't escaping me. They're not going anywhere. I'm, But yet they haunt me. And when I think about Russell Wilson, that's what I think about. I think about how, how much we loved him, how much he meant to the city, how many great memories we had with him. But now we're in a position, I'm in a position, going through the divorce, and I'm thinking towards the future. And if I'm being honest with myself, and I think as Seattle fans, if we're honest with, with ourselves, if my wife sells her business down the road a few years from now for millions of dollars, and she becomes out of that super successful, I'm going to have some bitterness. I'm going to have some resentment. And it's not because it's because I'm fallible. It's because I'm human. It's because my nature says that, hey, I wanted to be a part of that. And so I, I'm just relating that really strongly this morning with Russ. I think that makes perfect sense. First of all, sorry about that, man. That stinks. And, and I don't know if you have kids or what, but obviously that's just no good for anybody. And just, you know, what a bummer to have to go through. But I think you're right in terms of the, you know, there is a lot like this that is about this that is like a divorce. And... It is. Are you going to root for your ex? Did I don't root for my ex? I'd like to say I do, but I don't. Yeah. Root for them? Oh, come on. That's definitely where we're different. Like, what? You've been a you've been a, a a boss where you've been in the position where it's like, hey, unfortunately, this doesn't work anymore. Right? Like, do you you root for them to find new gigs? Yes, and totally like different that. situation. Because that's, that's not somebody that you wanted to move on from. Where you're like, man, unfortunately, we have to do this. It's the economy. It's this. It's that. Whatever. Yeah, but I don't actively root against exes. No, either of course. Uh, exes are different. <laughs> Exes are different. It. I knew that was going to stop. I mean, doesn't right it there. depend? I guess it depends who broke up. Of whom, course, it does. Right? But, but like, I don't get any joy out of somebody else suffering. Like outside of that, like I don't need if, them like, to suffer, but I don't need them to like you know lose twenty five pounds, look great, like <laughs> you know meet somebody better than me, and and then you know have success in their yeah. life. I don't need that either. 
I don't need that bad karma. Not cheering for the no, success. Please, karma. You know what, Justin? <laughs> you, you're worried about that stuff. Just let it go. All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we do have some other people on the line. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have today to answer your calls. But we'll do it again next week, I'm sure. Right now, it's time for Mike and Puyallup's favorite segment. Let's do some ranking. Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. Yeah, a lot of respect for Mike and Puop. I like the way he handled it. You can be mad at somebody without wanting them fired. You can be mad at your kids without, you know, kicking them out of the house. And you can disagree on ranked and on whether you know Mount Rainier should have been in mountains, but still like the segment. Yeah. So and I, I like where he's coming wrong. from. You can also be wrong. Everyone has the right to be wrong, including Mike and Puyallup on that one. All right. <laughs> uh, well, no more today, unfortunately. Very sad. I'm sure she would be uh, very, very upset to know that we are ranking crazy today. Crazy yep. Ranked and obviously there's maybe we should FaceTime her in. She probably misses it a lot. She probably is missing. It's a good point. She's probably pretty sad about this. Uh, you know, like Paul Simon. Have I given you my Paul Simon take? Maybe you you don't like Simon and Garfunkel. You just like Paul Simon. The opposite. Oh, you just like Garfunkel. I love Simon and Garfunkel. I can't stand Paul Simon by himself. Oh, okay. So I think. I might like you just call love me Garfunkel. You don't like you can call me out? No. I think it's hot garbage. And, hot I, and tell me, garbage. I love, love Simon and Garfunkel. Okay. I think I must just love Art Garfunkel. <laughs> or maybe Art Garfunkel brings some level of, like, sanity to Paul Simon and keeps him in the good zone. All but right. Gosh, I, I can't stand Paul Simon it. by himself. Pink let, Floyd? Yes, you don't want Pink Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like Pink Floyd that much either. Just getting these two out of the way. Yeah, we're just going to move past those two. Moving on. I mean, they're fine. I don't dislike <laughs> Pink Floyd. I just never want to listen to them. That's Does that make sense? one for me, man. Number that one. That'd be number one, Rob's Pink Floyd. Upset. Yeah. Rob's upset. Pink Floyd's fine. I just, they're good. I just don't, I never want to listen to Pink Floyd. Perfect band. Perfect mm. band. Yeah. I prefer the Fine Young Cannibals. Same. Really hoped you were going to save this for a top five. No, it's not a top five. Young Cannibals. It's a good song, but it's not top five. Neither is Britney. It's a good Britney song, though. Right? Man, this song was so, so massive, too. Which video was that? Uh... I think that was part of the movie you drive me crazy so oh, i believe okay. uh the guy from entourage was in that video hmm. which one the main guy from oh, entourage adrian adrian grenier yeah grenier yeah i always want to say brody and i know that's not right <laughs> adrian grenier <laughs> yes that guy that guy okay mm-hmm. uh man queen didn't make the top five i know you would have thought freddie mercury and his group right. would have found a way to crack the top five but yeah. no didn't make it, nor did Buck Cherry, as much as I do kind of like the song. Can't say the name of it, but it's crazy, and then, you know, a word that we won't say in the air. Yeah, it stops short. Don't worry. You just have to know. We know. We just have to know the name, that it's crazy. Have you seen that wedding video? No. 
Oh, there's a wedding video. Oh, it's terrible. With that song? It's the worst thing that. ever, no. but you got to watch it you, once. No, you don't. I don't you don't want to watch it. Uh, 206 says, uh, Lisa Left Eye Lopez, crazy, sexy, cool. Oh, I thought you just meant because she's crazy. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> she's, she's definitely crazy. She's just straight yeah. up crazy. <laughs> on the How I Met Your Mother crazy hot scale, she was on the crazy side of it. Ah. Of course, you got The Gods Must Be Crazy. You got, uh, let's see, One Crazy Summer, Crazy Stupid Love, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Crazy Rich Asians, which I've not seen, but I've I kind of want to. It looks good. Good movie? Mm, that's, eh. not, that's not my style. All right. People love it. Eight not Crazy style. Nights, the Adam Sandler deal. You got yes. Crazy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony. Justin, I know you're thinking about Crazy Town. Speaking of things you don't want to see, don't don't look at what those guys have been up to lately. Okay. Holy moly, that is I'm, a sad, sad story. Um, I think that's fine. I hadn't, I hadn't planned on that. Yikes. I got some Patsy Klein. Crazy. Uh-huh. And I've got some Quiet Riot. From sports, you got Crazy Legs Hirsch from back in the day. Let's see, you got Crazy Glue with a K, Crazy Straws. What about the uh, video game that was, uh, I believe, on the Dreamcast? Mm. The Sega Dreamcast, Crazy Taxi. Oh, I don't know that. That's a good. That's one. not part of my. Uh, Somebody out there played that view. game and remembers it, and they're going to love that it's, in, it's included. That's you want a song that'll be in your head for more. the rest of the day? Yes. Good luck getting this song out of your head. Earworm right here. Oh, Madonna. Got a lot of text for that too. So it's this again. This is why honorable mentions are important. Oh yeah. How about some Aerosmith? That he put his daughter in these videos, man. Still weird, man. Still strange. Very strange. And then, of course, old school SNL. We are the wild and crazy guy. <laughs> You're going to love that one. great. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for that? Oh, also, you got crazy from Gnarls Barkley. I don't have any sound of that. But, yes, that's another one we should have mentioned. Smash, yeah. Crazy Horse, Neil Young and Crazy Horse. Like, mm-hmm. All right, there's a bunch. Are you ready for the top five? Here we go. Number five. If you know me, you know how much I love country music, which is why. What is this? This is Crazy Heart, Jeff Bridges. Fantastic movie, and that's oh, from the movie. Jeff um Colin Farrell also in that. Yep. He sings that with him. That is a really good and really sad. And what's her name, too? Uh, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Great movie. I like that. Yeah, I really, Crazy really Heart. enjoyed that movie. Oh, uh, what about Crazy Horse, the monument? I just said that. You did? Yeah. Did I just miss out on that? Yeah. Oh, wow. Hey, we spent like a good few go. minutes on it, too. Yeah, no, we did not. <laughs> They're calling it like the eighth wonder of the world. Like everyone is being built. All right. He's Number nuts. four. Oh, no, let's go. Let's go crazy. Let's get the- I'm also not like a huge Prince fan, but I love that song. Yeah, that's good. I like the Incubus did a cover of it. I'm surprised you didn't play that version. It's <laughs> very surprising, yes. <laughs> It's, I know it's now sort of the accepted version. <laughs> it's taken over. Everybody, you know, let's go crazy by Incubus. It was originally done by yeah, Prince. You might have heard of some guy in but obviously the Incubus version. Obviously, you know the the Incubus version of it. Come on. All right, number three, massive song, and probably to this day the best song to hear at a wedding. Great song. That is and, a good and one. And Jay Z makes it like yep. it's just an awesome song. It was terrific live. I saw that performed at uh, which was at the time Sifco. It was fantastic. 
the two really? together. So, yes. Yeah, I saw that. So I was there. It was great. Yes. Good. That Beyonce was a really good show. It. I loved seeing Jay-Z. It was really too bad that Beyonce kept showing up at the Jay-Z concert. <laughs> the Jay-Z I, concert. Yeah. I was like, this is awesome. Great. I'm seeing Jay-Z. So, oh, man, he's gone away. And they brought back Beyonce again yeah. to do a song I've never heard. Oh, it was good. The show was good. The show was good. It would have been better if it had just been Jay-Z. That can only leave one thing. Well, there's two. We're, that was number three. But I, I think I know what it's, what's coming. Well, I would hope so. I mean, I think if there's one thing we've been pretty clear about on this show... It's how much we love the local ladies from Heart. That's going to be stuck in my head more than Madonna. Really? Sure. Yeah. I think this means this might be the first time that we've ever had what I think is about to happen happen. In, well, I mean, this is week. A, I think this is fairly obvious. He has to be week. here at number one. This is probably the most obvious number one crazy of all time. Rail, How could it not be Ozzy? He's had a big week on ranks. I was going to say, I think Diary it's a of a Madman over the mountain. Three times. Yeah. In a week. Big, big week Ozzy for Ozzy. finds himself on the podium. Well, he's, I'm sure, very proud of that. God, boy, Ozzy. That's how we're going to send you off into your weekend. Yourself, Have a crazy Father's weekend. Happy Father's Day weekend. Hey, thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. Happy Father's nice Day. Nice of you to say. Told you I was gonna get Rob, great home. job today. Thanks for hanging out in place of Mora. Thanks, not for crapping all over Ranked, which was nice. It was sort of nice to just have fun with that today. But uh, we got to go. Bump and Stacy are in next. See you guys Monday morning, 6 a.m. Until then, the hay is in the barn. See you, everybody.